my friend, you have found the Functioning Hot Mess Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Murray, life coach and author. I started this show to share life lessons and hot mess moments along with a few shenanigans to let you know you're not alone in this roller coaster of life. Each week, you'll get a solo episode or an interview to help you improve your self-confidence, create healthy relationships, or become a better parent. If you love what you hear, hit subscribe and I'll automatically show up in your downloads each and every week. All right, let's get on with the show. My friend, I am so excited to bring this episode to you. It is actually a recording from my Perfectly Imperfect membership I recorded this for the group June of 2022, and in that group, I provide a new topic every month. I provide journal prompts for you to use throughout the month, as well as a meditation for you to do throughout the month that goes along with that theme. Now, the cool thing about this is that if you're like me, where life is crazy busy, and you know you want some self-care, you know you want some mindset shifts, but you don't want to have to figure out what the topic is for you that month or come up with kind of a personal development plan, then you can jump into this membership. I take care of all of that for you. I provide the information to you at the beginning of the month so you have all month to catch the recording when it's convenient for you and then start working on the journal prompts, the meditations, and all of that according to your own schedule. So this is for you if you know you need a change and you know you need it now and you do not know where to start, or if you know that, you know, something's just not quite right in your life, you're not where you want to be and you're ready to make a change, but maybe you're not ready for a full commitment of one-on-one private coaching or maybe not even into the group coaching yet. You just need something to help keep you on track or help you in whichever way you need in the moment. Now, the cool thing is when you jump in, you get about two years worth of content, actually a little bit more than two years worth of content now. So you have two years worth of past recordings, past topics. So you can go through, try it for seven days for free, binge it, see if there's topics that are calling to you, speaking to you, and watch those, and then try some of the meditations and the journaling prompts that go with it. Or you can just start with the current month and work yourself backwards as you go. But either way, there is something in there for you. So I'm super excited to be bringing this to you today. The topic this month is stop shooting on yourself, as in should, like S-H-O-U-L-D, but it can go both ways actually. So if you want to learn more about the Perfectly Imperfect membership, go to theheartofconfidence.com forward slash membership, and you're going to find all the details. But for now, enjoy this recording. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Perfectly Imperfect membership for June. This is, um, I can't believe it's already June. Here we are. Here we go. So this topic for this month is going to be should and how to stop shooting on yourself, shooting on yourself, not shitting on yourself, but it's kind of the same thing in a way, right? So what we're going to cover is how we put all these expectations on ourselves, the shoulds that come around all of that. We're going to really deep dive in that. We're going to find out how others are placing them on us, how we are placing them on ourselves and Make sure you stay till the very end because probably one of the the piece one of the pieces for me can't spit this out that is so important is how we are shooting on other people as well. 
So it's really important to notice how it's coming into us, whether it's coming in from an outside world or outside people, or whether we're doing it from within, how all of that kind of interacts with us, but then in turn, how we push that onto others and how we project that onto others and how we really should on other people as well. So this whole topic of should, the reason it is so important, I know some of it is intuitive, but if we don't really sit down and look at the reasons why things are coming up for us, the times that we say, I should be doing this, I should be doing that, then this is the part that puts us on autopilot where we're not really aware of why we're doing the things we're doing. We're just doing them. And they may or may not be something that supports us now where we are. It may be old beliefs, old mindsets and systems, or it may be something that we do want to keep and carry forward and you know be something that we teach our kids or our grandkids or our families or it may be something that it's worth letting go. So really, this is about becoming very aware of what we have going on in our lives. And there are so many outside influences that create our current reality. And so this is really looking at that and looking at our own, the outside influences, as well as our own inner fears and concerns and belief system and how all of that is just affecting everything we do on our day-to-day life. The whole purpose of this is to get us to a place where we feel more confident, where the decisions and actions that we're taking and decisions we're making, actions we're taking are more meaningful. They're more in alignment with our values and the direction that we want to go. And that helps us lead a more fulfilling life. So if we're constantly chasing the shoulds of all the things that we should be doing, and we're not really, it it really can put us in a place where we're feeling miserable. We feel stuck. We feel in a cage. It's not a good, healthy way to live our life. So let's start in with it. Let's start deep diving. So some of the practices, in fact, just a couple of the practices that I'm going to share with you today, um, I actually got from Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life. If you haven't read this book, I haven't read the whole thing yet. I've only recently started it, but definitely check it out. So far, it's been very much worth the little bit of money and time invested in it. So check that out. But I'm just going to take a little teeny snippet from here that I really, really loved from it. So let's just deep dive. Let's get in. Um, The recording might be a little bit shorter than if we were here live, because instead of me pausing five minutes for you to do some of these journaling entries, I'm just going to tell you to pause it for five minutes. So let's just jump in. So first of all, we're going to get really crystal clear and start identifying the shoulds that you have in your life and how they affect you. So before we even start worrying about where they're coming from, I just want you to start making a list. So get your pen and paper out. This isn't necessarily one that you have to keep forever. You can journal it if you want to, or you can just have it on a write and rip paper that you're going to toss later. Um, But this first exercise, you're going to complete the sentence for me. So your very first word is I, or your first part of the sentence is I should, that's it. And then I want you to write. So right on the top of your paper, I should. And then I want you to just start writing and give yourself five timed minutes to just write all the times that phrase comes to mind. I should lose weight. I should take a shower every day. I should wear makeup. I should wear clean makeup. I should use this type of shampoo. I should parent my kids this way. I should have this much food on the table every dinner. We should have 
three, I don't even know what the food pyramid is, but all the different, you know, fruit, vegetable, protein, blah, 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 whatever the heck I should have this perfect, whatever. And it should be a three course meal. I should answer every text that comes in the minute it comes in. I should answer every phone call. I should be there to help people. I should fix every situation. What are all of the shoulds that are coming at you? I shouldn't leave my house until my dishes are done. My bed is made. My house is clean. I should make sure I'm teaching my kids how to clean and do all of the things. So I really want you now that you have some ideas and your brain is spinning a little bit, pause this, right? I should. And I want you to just deep dive and write all the I shoulds. And I want you to keep writing for the full five minutes. It might be a little bit challenging at first to come up with some of those, but hopefully I've got your brain kind of kicked in and going. Take the time to do this. And and if you want more than five minutes, please, by all means, take more than five minutes. The more I shoulds you get out, the better. I did this once before. Actually, it was shortly after I got divorced. So I think the first time I remember doing it was probably about 11-ish years ago. And I really started looking at all the ways, really for me, what got me started with this was the way in which I was parenting my kids. I was coming from a lot of, I should parent this way. And I felt like I didn't know how to parent my kids. And so I was asking all of these people who were around me and everybody was giving me mixed messages and mixed advice. And sometimes I wasn't asking them and they were giving me unsolicited advice, but regardless I was trying so hard to do what I felt other people knew more than me. And I ended up in this huge mess of, I should, they should, we should. And all that was happening was we were all becoming more and more miserable. So now that you have this big, long list of I shoulds, I want you to pretend that I'm sitting there beside you. If you were doing private coaching with me right now, we would do this together And I would have you go down that list and read them out loud to me. And yes, if there's a few that you're uncomfortable reading out loud, that's okay. I'm not going to, you know, but just pretend for a minute that you're sitting here with me in my pretty little office and I'm sitting next to you or across from you and I'm having you read these out loud. And it's important to read them out loud because I want you to hear it when you say it, because we think stuff all the time, but when we say it out loud, sometimes we really realize And we're like, I can't believe I just said that. So go ahead and really say it out loud as if you're reading it to me and I'm sitting next to you. And then I'm going to respond to each of your statements with why. So for example, if you say, I should be home at 6 p.m. and have dinner cooked and ready to go for my family. It should be a three-course meal with all the veggies and fruit, you know, fruits, vegetables, all of that together every night by 6 p.m. I should do that. That's what makes me a good mom. I'm sitting next to you and I say, why? And I want you to write out the why as if you were speaking it to me. If you absolutely hate journaling and hate writing, okay, fine. Speak it out loud. But put a little dot and put a little summary, like one word, like, because that's what the nutrition specialists say I'm supposed to do. That's how I was raised. That's how my mom always did it, whatever that means. Or maybe it's, that's what I didn't get growing up. And so it's really important to me now. Okay. Whatever it is, I don't care what it is. And I don't care what your answer is. This isn't a judgment zone. Don't judge yourself. Just be very, very honest with what your answer would be. So some of the things that you might hear from yourself will be things like, because my mom said I should, my grandma said I should, or maybe it's because I'm afraid not to. 
It's a big one, right? I have to go straight home from work. I can't stop at the gym. Why? Because I'm afraid not to, or you know, something might come up with that. This is a good one. It might be because I have to be perfect. Because I have to be perfect. Sometimes our shoulds. So one, some of your statements, when I ask you why, you might say, because everybody does that. That's what everybody does. Everybody knows that that's just how it is. Write it. Write it out. Some of your answers might be because if I asked you why, you might say, because I'm too lazy, too short, too tall, too fat, too thin, too dumb, too ugly, too worthless, whatever. Be honest. And it's more important that you're honest with yourself because I know sometimes with a coach relationship, I love one-on-one because I like to deep dive and I like to push a little bit. But if you wouldn't have been honest with me in here, I want you to be honest with yourself there with where you are right now. If it is, you know, something that is really, really personal and really hard to share, that is exactly why you need to be honest with yourself about it. Even if you're like, Tanya, I'm not going to say it out loud to you, but I know why. Okay, cool. I'm good with that. But deep dive to that level. Okay. So I want you to go back and reread and I want you to write this. So go ahead and pause again. You can pause it for five minutes. You can hit the hard ones. You can hit the big ones. Don't skip the big ones. Okay. Don't skip the big ones. Sometimes we jump to the ones that are easy where we're like, oh, yeah, well, you know, my mom told me I needed to do that, but that was totally, her life was totally different from mine. I can actually really just let that one go. Yes, it's important to hit on those, but don't just stay on those because they're easier. I want you to really deep dive and hit the ones that are hard, the ones that make you uncomfortable. I really want you to answer those hard, hard ones. Okay. So go ahead and pause it. Pretend I'm sitting right next to you. Read, I should, and all of your comments. And after each one of those completion, complete sentences or, or statements, why? Pretend I'm sitting right here and my, I'm, I'm asking you why. Okay. So go ahead and pause this, get that done. All right. Now you're back. I don't know about you, but for me, it's incredibly, it's, it's hard. It's a little bit of a push. It's hard sometimes to answer those questions because a lot of it, we don't even know why we're not sure where that came from. It'll come to you, but I don't want you to get hung up with the why part because sometimes we really can't find why. And so at that point, we just decide, is it really worth carrying or not? Because if you can't even figure out the why, then it's probably not worth carrying, but we'll get into that in a minute. So the next piece is we're going to look at the fact that I'm just going to read this part out of Louise Hay's book because I love the way she said it. She said, I believe that should is one of the most damaging words in our language. Every time we use should, we are in effect saying wrong. Either we are wrong or we were wrong or we are going to be wrong. I don't think we need more wrongs in our life. We need to have more freedom of choice. I would like to take the word should and remove it from the vocabulary forever. I'd replace it with the word could. Could gives us a choice and we are never wrong. Do we sometimes think we made the wrong choice? Sure. Absolutely. That is how we learn. That is how we grow. We're not perfect. You don't enter every single situation knowing exactly how to handle it. And hindsight is always 2020, where at the end of the situation, we look back and say, I wish I'd have done it differently, or I could have done it differently. So now the next step in this practice is that you're going to reread the list one item at a time. And this time 
I want you to begin each sentence by saying, if I really wanted to, I could, and then fill in the blank with all of your shoulds. So instead of I should do this and I should do that, it's if I really wanted to, I could have dinner on the table that's a full course meal, four course meal, whatever, every night by 6 p.m. If I really wanted to, I could change my morning routine. If I really wanted to, I could increase more movement into my day and lose weight. If I really wanted to, I could do the work to change my health. If I really wanted to, I could have the dishes done and the house completely spotless and my bed made before I left every day. So all of those things, if I really wanted to, I could versus I should. If I really wanted to, I could put my relationship with my significant other as top priority on my list. Not I should put that on my list. If I really wanted to, I could. So pause again and go back to each of your I should statements and change it with that phrase. If I really wanted to, I could, and then write that out for every single one of those. Okay. Are you ready? Hang on to your seat because this is going to get a little challenging. If I really wanted to, I could fill in the blank allows us to recognize that this is where we become empowered. We give away our power to others when we allow them to should on us, or we are shooting on ourselves or whatever. We are giving that to someone else because there's an expectation of someone else's that we're meeting. So with this, I could gives you your power back. That is the important piece of this. We might think it's so subtle that it doesn't make a difference, but this puts the ball in your court. If I really wanted to, I could. This is where we start noticing what are we giving up? What are our priorities? Where are we giving other people our time and attention? All of that. And letting us know where we're making choices, where our time is going, where our attention's going, what we're expecting. Okay. So it's all about putting a whole new light on this subject by saying, if I really wanted to, I could, whatever. Now I want you to pretend again, here I am your coach. I would prefer to say I'm a devil rather than the angel, but I'm sitting on your shoulder. And my next question to you after each of those will be, why haven't you? So if you're coming to me as a private coaching client and you're wanting to change your career, you're wanting to ask for a raise, you're wanting out of your marriage, or you're wanting to fix it, or you are wanting to create a relationship with your higher power, or you're wanting to put yourself in a different financial situation or be a better mom, better spouse, whatever. You're here with me and we're going through this together. My next question is why haven't you? So this is where we're going to hear different answers, right? And when you're honest with yourself, a lot of times the simple one is I don't have time. I don't have the energy. There's just too many other things to do. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And that's your surface level. But we also know that the things that are the most important to us, we make time for. We know we don't have time to do anything. You don't have time to be listening to this, but you are. So when I ask you, why haven't you, when you go back over that list, you just wrote after each one, I ask, why haven't you? We're going to hear things like, because I don't really want to, I'm afraid we're going to hear. I don't know how we're going to hear answers like, because I'm not good enough. So on. So really go back through that list and ask yourself how you would answer each of those questions if, or each of those statements. If I were to ask you, why haven't you? I can't. You can. 
it's, I really could lose weight. So if I really wanted to, I could lose weight. If I really wanted to, I could fix my marriage. If I really wanted to, or even relationship, if I really wanted to, I could parent differently. All those different things you can fill in if you really wanted to. So then when I ask you, why haven't you? I don't want to actually. I don't have any intention of getting up and exercising. I don't want to. That's fair. That's an okay answer. If it's, I'm afraid to try to be vulnerable with my partner, that's real. I don't know how to fix this relationship. That's real. And to recognize that we don't always have all of this in our own power, right? Especially if it is, we always have to reach out for help. We may not know how to get up and change our exercise routine, and we may not know how to lose weight. Someone out there does. We are not so unique that the situations that we are going through, no one else on the planet has ever felt in the history of mankind or ever gone through. People have solved these problems and others over and over again, but we think we have to do it all alone. And we get in a spot where we're like, oh, I just don't know how I can't do it. It's not going to work. Keep looking, keep reaching out, find someone who can help you. So there's a lot of things that we can do, but recognizing now that the ball is in your court, if you don't want to then why is the should even part of this conversation, right? I don't want to, I don't have to, I don't need to. All of those can be answers. So look at what your answers are. And then you'll recognize that a lot of times you're beating yourself up for years over, I should be doing this. And it's something you don't even want to do anyway. It's something that you don't necessarily even believe in. If you believe in it and you have conviction in it and it is true to you and you are ready to make a change, you're going to find a way to do it. You're going to find an ally. You're going to find a coach. You're going to find a book or a program or a membership or something that you can do to help you with that. But if it's not something that you believe in anyway, why are you beating yourself up over the fact that you're not fixing it? You're not doing it. You're not solving that problem. Hey, podcast fam. Years ago, I was in a really messy place and I didn't know where to go, where to start. And someone actually recommended a book to me. I started reading and my entire world changed. It was a self-help book. And from then on, I was binging every self-help book I could get my hands on. But what I loved was that the perspective of others, the things they had learned truly changed my life. And it really put me on a forward moving path that I have never had to look back on that I have been so incredibly grateful for. Now, over time, those books started to take over my house. I have a teeny home. I didn't have a ton of space. And what changed for me was I began listening to books. Now you're here, you're listening to this podcast. So I know you know the value of hearing words and being able to listen while you do other household tasks like folding laundry, getting ready for the day, mowing the lawn, whatever it is that you're doing, you're consuming it by listening. And that is exactly what I started doing to conserve space and be able to listen to more was using audiobooks. I love, love, love audiobooks because it gives me the freedom to be able to listen to any genre. I can listen to self-help and then a little bit later I can listen to a murder mystery if I want to. Whatever it is that I need in that moment, it is there. And that is why I'm so excited to let you know that I have paired up with Audible. So as one of my listeners, you can go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash functioning hot mess 
and try Audible for 30 days for free. Yep, super excited about that because they have every genre under the planet. All of the good books are on there and you can totally get your fill of self-help and everything else that you might need to truly impact your life for the future. And you get to try it for 30 days free. Think of how many books you could test out in that time frame. So remember, go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash functioning hot mess and give it a shot for 30 days. If you don't love it, you cancel it. No big deal. All right. With that, we're going to go back to this episode. So this is a whole change in a philosophy of life. And I want you to I want you to even keep a mental list or a written list. You guys know I love to carry little notebooks around and write in those all the time. So even if you're writing things down, every time you hear yourself say, I should, I want you to ask why, where is that coming from? Why should I? And just recognize how many times you're saying should. A lot of times it's even tweaking that word to say, I have to. So play with this a little bit. Don't get so concrete on the word should, because maybe you recognize that you would actually never say I should, but maybe your language is I have to, I need to, they are making me like whatever those phrases are. It's the same thing. It's the same thing as should. It's just maybe your words are different than mine. So whatever that phrase is for you is what you're doing this practice with. So I want you to really pay attention to that. Do this more than once but really start applying this into your everyday life. Every time you hear yourself say, I have to, I need to, I should, or I want to. Like any of those things that are coming up for you, really, really pay attention to. So those are the shoulds and the ways in which they come up. And all of that practice is pretty self-explanatory now, right? You've got it down. What you haven't finished, you can go back and finish later. But I want to go ahead and move on. And I want to look at where the shoulds come from a lot of times. So. There are others who are shooting on you and we have the right and the decision to choose whether or not we're going to allow that to continue. It is what it is. We can be mad. We can be upset. We can blame people for the way that we were raised or the culture in which we grew up or the culture of our state or whatever society. We can spend all of our energy there being angry, being resentful and blaming, but it does nothing for you. So all I want you to do is be aware of it and move the freak on. Okay. That is the important point. Doesn't matter where it came from. It matters only enough to identify it and decide whether or not you still want to carry it. And that's the only significance that has. So you can be irritated as you, as much as you want to, but give yourself a time frame. I get to be irritated on this until I'm done writing this sentence. And then I'm moving on. This isn't something that you just say, oh, when I'm done being irritated, I'll be done being irritated. No, you get to choose. So others, I think, okay, now not everyone, but I want to believe in the best of people. And so other people will try to help you based on their beliefs, their fears, and they're projecting that onto you. They think they have it all figured out, but no matter what it is, everyone has a situation and handles a situation differently. They may have really good advice. So it might be worth listening to what they have to say and determining whether or not that is true to your heart, true to your situation. So for example, um, my mom raised three girls. I am raising three boys, lots of years apart. 
And while I can value some of the input, it doesn't really apply because my kids are completely different than me, than my sisters. And the way in which you parent the kids now is completely different from the way we were parented. Like there can be some general um, information sharing, and it is important to look up answers and learn about child development. I'm just sticking with the parenting thing because it's on my head right now. But learn about the child development, educate yourself, be knowledgeable about options, but know your kids. And that's another thing is um, when I was a young mom, I was getting a lot of advice from people and I was taking that for like gospel truth. And I was acting on that. And I was raising my kids with that belief system and everything was, they should do this. They should do that. As a mom, you should do this. You have to do that. You have to do it this way. And it was killing my relationship with my kids. And being incredibly detrimental to my relationship with myself. I believed I was a terrible mother. I believed that they would be better off with a different mom. I didn't believe I could do it. It was awful. And the way that I parented them was really like all over the place. I had some consistency, but not a lot because this person, my mom would tell me one thing, my mother-in-law would tell me something else. So I was like trying to figure out which one to do. And a lot of times, of course, they were different, right? So I have all that influence of others coming on me. I had religious influences, people saying that, you know, this is how you should raise your kids and particularly boys in religion. And this is how they should behave in religion and what their goals should be. And all the while... I'm doing, 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 and I'm becoming more and more miserable. There are other people's expectations. They're going on my shoulders. (sighs) So when I really started going through this process and I was seeing how much of this outside influence, these other people were shooting all over me, I was able to really start looking at how much of this is even true to me. And I started realizing I'm raising my kids in a way that isn't even true to me. And I'm forcing it to be that way because everyone says I should. And that's how good moms do things. And so I really took a step back and then redefined what do I consider a good mom? What do I believe? How do I want to raise my kids? I really started being, and it's not selfish, it's very intentional. What kind of mom do I want to be? How do I want to love my kids? If I grow up and they or they grow up and I have they have completely different beliefs than I do, how do I want to handle that? Am I going to be okay? Can I be respectful of their belief system if it's completely different than mine? And the answer was absolutely yes. Yes. So when they're little, how do I raise that then? How do I teach them my values and yet teach them that it's okay and they're loved anyway and show them that they're loved anyway? That completely changed the way that I parented. I did that in every aspect of my life. My work, how do I show up at work is who says I have to be there at 8 a.m. and why do they get to be right? Now, yeah, if that's your open time and they pay me, that's why that happens, right? But there's a lot that you can work with there and a lot that you can really start paying attention to. So that is kind of how others end up shitting on us. And when we really recognize that we are allowing that to be placed on our shoulders, we can start letting things go. And actually, I recommend that you take off all of it. You take off everybody else's shoulds. You take off society and cultural shoulds. You take off religious shoulds. You take off all the outside influence of others shooting on you. Get rid of it all. Let it all go and start over. 
Because regardless, when we get in a spot where we're thinking that other people's perspective of us or perception of us matters more than our own, that's where we start getting into trouble and we start living our life for other people. And no wonder we're miserable. So I recommend you get rid of all of those, but see which ones are true to you and then go from there. So the next thing is how we should on ourselves. So very similar to how other people do, only this is what we're doing and we're putting it on us. So sometimes we think that it's um, an external judgment. If we don't do this, then the outside people are going to judge us. But I have another example for you that this is my example, but find a way that it might be applicable to you as well. So I was taking this online course from this lady that I absolutely admire and love, and she's a total guru to me a business guru. And so as I'm listening to her course and I'm going through this content and I'm binging it, because that's what I do. I love to learn. And I'm really just going with it and I want to be successful and I want to do it the right way. And I know if I follow her plan, it will be amazing and blah, blah, blah. And I find myself falling in this should trap. I should post this many times a day on social media. I should create this many freebies to get people on my email list. I should offer this much free content. I should offer this much paid content. I should, I should, I should, I should, I should. And she was just sharing what worked for her. She was sharing advice, but it's my responsibility to take that and make it mine and decide what I want to do and how that is applicable. And if that works for me. So I caught myself getting really tied up in that spin of I should, which goes back to, I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing it right. I'm not going to win. I'm not going to succeed. I'm not going to be in this space like this, right? So I recognize in that point that I'm putting all the pressure on myself. She's never met me. (laughs) She's an online, amazing person sharing her infinite wisdom. And I'm so value. I'm so thankful for the value she's putting out there because I had benefited from it and learned a lot, but I'm shooting on myself because I'm going with her expectations, her belief, her mindset, what worked for her. And I'm not checking in with me to find out how does this tie into what I believe and how I want to be in the world, how I want to show up in my business. So start looking at that. Where are you shooting on yourself? And where can you start letting some of that go? So for me, that's a really good business example, but it shows up in all areas of our life. I'm not a good enough disciple. If I'm, you know, even if the people in your church aren't putting that pressure on you and telling you, you need to do it, where are you doing it? I need to ask my guides this. I need to show up in this way. I need to pray this many times. I need to read this particular document. Like, what are you doing? where you're feeling like I need to do all of this. I should do all of this in order to be a good wife, good mom, good, whatever. So it's still kind of an outside influence, but you're putting the pressure on you versus other people putting the pressure on you. There's slight difference there. So I really want you to start paying attention to that and start looking at some of the others. So for example, when I did this deep dive all those years ago, Some of my values, when I got really down to my core values, one of my core values is kindness. I value that so much. And it's a struggle for me when I see people being unkind to others. It's a trigger. It pisses me off. I vote them off the friend island. And yet 
what happens when I'm unkind because I'm human. I'm not going to pretend like just because it's a value of mine that I have it nailed and I'm kind all the time. There are times that my mean girl kicks in hardcore and I am a judgmental bitch and I am unkind and I say unkind things. And then I beat myself up because I shouldn't be unkind and I should be I should be past being judgmental and all that stuff. I'm putting that on me. There's nobody else that's putting that on me. So that is something that I have to work through and recognize I am human. What can I learn from this? And all the stuff that comes with that growth, right? So where are you doing that to you? What are these unrealistic expectations that you're putting on yourself? And rather than beat yourself up, how can you learn from them? How can you choose in which way you want to move forward with this? So really start giving yourself that permission to look at how you are doing this to you and then stop. That is the really important thing here is you are empowering yourself by being knowledgeable, by being aware, by sorting all this stuff out so that you can stop because it's not healthy for you to keep shooting on yourself. It's not healthy for you to allow others to keep shooting on you. So it is really stop. And it's when you recognize you're in that moment that you say, stop. It's that simple. I choose to do this differently. I choose to see this differently. Just stop. And then you can start reflecting on where did this come from? Does this truly serve me? How do I feel right now? When you recognize that you're putting all that should going on, it's making you feel worse. That is your key moment to say, what do I need to do right now to feel good? And it doesn't have to have anything to do with that situation. It's I'm choosing gratitude. What are some things I'm thankful for? Not even about the situation. I'm thankful for toilet paper. I'm thankful for running water. I'm thankful for electricity. I'm thankful for the internet has nothing to do with the situation you're in, but it's just reframing you and putting you in a completely different state. Okay. So those are the two main ones that we see how others should on us, how we should on ourselves. Now I want you to really get hard with yourself here about how you should on others. This one is the harder part because whether we're shooting on ourselves or others are shooting on you, it's almost like you're the victim, right? We are in a way the victim of other people who are putting all this stuff on us, or I'm a victim of myself where I'm putting all this stuff on me. And We can change that. We don't have to stay in that victim mindset and that victim mentality. This is about you empowering you, you standing on your own two feet and saying, that shit doesn't serve me anymore and I'm done. And here's how I'm moving forward. That's empowering. That feels powerful. But now I want you to look at how you should on others. And when do you catch yourself saying, he should just know, he should help me. They should automatically do that. Everybody knows that's how you do it. Everybody knows it's your responsibility to put your dirty dish in the sink or put it in the dishwasher. He should just know that that's not okay to me. He should just know that I'm home and I'm feeling sad and I'm emotional. He should just know I want that emotional connection or that I want to go on a date. Or my boss should just understand that I have all this going on in my life. There are so many things that we put the should on other people. She should know better than to behave that way in public. She should know better. She is too old to be wearing that kind of stuff. Whatever it is, where are you doing that? Where are you putting that shit on others? We have this expectation that our kids should want to do well in school. 
that they should find value, that they should see that it's going to benefit them in some way. Well, guess what? Really not everybody does. And just because that's a priority for you that your kids do well in school or that they graduate or that they whatever doesn't mean it's theirs. Yes, you still will need to parent around some things, but let's start looking at how you're shooting on other people. You have this expectation that if somebody knows something about one of your kids, they should tell you. Should they? If you're sitting here saying, yes, absolutely. I'm sitting here as a parent of my kids saying, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is with that. So it's really looking about where, and this isn't, I don't want you to beat yourself up. I don't want you to be like, I'm a judgmental turd. I'm so mean to people. It's not about that because then you're slipping back into that victim mindset. This is really about, because relationships in life really are the main thing. They matter more than anything is relationships we have with other people. When you're shooting on other people, you are creating a detrimental relationship between you and that other person. It is okay to draw boundaries. It is okay to say, I really can't support that behavior. And it's okay if they continue in that direction, but I can't continue to sit here and watch or continue to sit here and participate or whatever that looks like. It's okay for you to say, I love you for you. You make the decisions that you need to make. You choose the behaviors that you're going to choose. And I got to go. It doesn't even have to be a conversation. That's something that you can do from within. But it's really important to recognize that you're shooting on someone else. You are putting your values. You are putting your growth. You are putting your projections. You are putting all of your history, your culture, your expectations. You're putting all of your stuff your past trauma, your history onto someone else that they don't have. They don't have that same experience as you. They don't necessarily agree the same thing as you do. They don't have the same beliefs that you do. And they don't have to accept that from you. And not just treatment or behavior, but they don't have to accept the the backpack full of bricks that you're trying to put on their shoulders. I have done that with other people. And It's hard where I have put those bricks in a backpack and put it on their shoulders of how they should behave, the way they should be in public, the way they should, you know, all the shoulds, because that's my mindset. They don't have to pick that up and carry it. And it's actually not okay for me to do that. I can work through that myself. That's my issue. That's not their issue. Does that make sense? I've also had other people try to put those bricks on me. I've had them have their expectations where they think that as a single mom, I should be doing X, Y, Z. I should go to church. I should raise my kids in this way. I should, this should look like this. I should be remarried, you know, all those things. I choose not to carry that backpack of bricks. That's theirs. That's not mine. And I actually don't agree with any of it. And I'm not going to pick it up. And I'm okay with that. I'm completely at peace with not carrying someone else's expectations and burdens and placing that on my shoulders. I'm living my life the way that is true to me in the way that makes me feel the most aligned with my inner self and my higher source. That is how I'm living my life. I'm raising my kids that way. My relationship with my guy is that way. My business is that way. If you don't start recognizing how you're putting shoulds on other people, that can I've had relationships where I've cut off because they can't accept the fact that I refuse to carry that backpack for them 
And I refuse to behave in that way or live my life in that way. It has caused major rifts in my family, in a lot of different situations, because they're trying so hard to put that freaking backpack on my shoulders. And I, I'm not trying to not take it. I'm not taking it. I'm refusing to carry it. And they're still to this day trying to put it on and it's hurting them. It's not hurting me. So it's also hurting you. It's not hurting this person that you're trying to give it to. You're trying so hard to make them fit in the box of what they should be doing that you are projecting that backpack you want them so badly to carry. And they're just off living their best life. Or it's creating conflict between the two of you. I don't do conflict. I'm like, I will vote you off the friend island and we just don't need to hang out because I'm not going to do this. Other people will be combative and it's going to cause the combat between the two of you. Either way, it's detrimental to the relationship. And I'm sure there's a lot of in-betweens as well there, but you get the idea. So where are you shooting on other people? There's a lot of... I believe detriment in this assumption that everyone thinks the same way you do, that everyone sees it the same way you do, that the black and white are the same. I have this conversation with a couple of friends where it's interesting to me how they just automatically assume that we believe the same. We were raised in a similar um, religion. So it's almost like they assume that I'm just off being a little bit rebellious, but I still carry those fundamental beliefs and I don't. And so we've had some of those conversations and they just don't get that. I don't believe that. It's really interesting. So where are you being so, I guess, strict in the one way, my way or the highway? And where can you loosen some of that up? All right. I feel like I have beat that to death. So those are your practices for this month. It is to really, and I'm going to put journal prompts in there. When I post this video, I will also post the journal prompts. We're going to be deep diving on this. We're going to start looking as you go through those journal prompts and do the journal prompts more than once. Notice at the end of the day, if you're journaling and say, where have I noticed the shoulds coming out? How are others putting them on me? How am I putting them on myself? How am I putting them on others? Really pay attention to that. It's going to be something that you're going to do daily for a little while. So journal daily, do the meditation daily. I'm going to have a meditation uploaded in here for you as well. If you love it, use that one. If you don't, scrap it and find one that works better for you. Same with the the prompts. They're just suggestions throughout the month. But if you feel you need to deep dive on some of this a little deeper, do it. So with that, that is June. Stop shooting on yourself. Stop allowing others to shoot on you and stop shooting on others. All right. With that, I will see you guys back in here next month. Please comment. Let me know if there's any of these that are super aha, powerful, meaning for you, meaningful to you, how you like the meditation, how the journaling prompts are working. Keep me in the loop. Let me know how it's going. Just comment below this video and I will see you in July. This was a fun one for me to do, and I'm really excited to be able to share it with you. It was really important because I know it resonated as soon as I shared this with the community, I started getting messages from people saying that was exactly what I needed. Oh my gosh, I realized how much of this I do to myself and to others. So I know it really resonated well and I know it's going to hit home for you too. Now again, if you love this and you want more of it or you want to learn more about it, go to theheartofconfidence.com forward slash membership. And I would really love to know what ways you're going to stop shooting on yourself? What was some of the information that you really 
took to heart, some aha moments that you had, some lessons, some things you want to try differently. I would really, really love to know that. And one of the best ways to get that to me is inside the membership. So you can try it free for seven days. So seven days, jump in, binge the content, decide if you love it and want to do it. If you choose to, it's cheap. It's worth, you know, it's only, it's worth a ton of money actually, but it's only a couple of lattes a month is all you're giving up in, in place of some great personal development and jump in there and comment on the post. Tell me what you loved about it. Tell me what you're going to be trying. Let's interact in there. I would love, love, love to hear from you. So again, that website and to be able to try it for free for seven days is theheartofconfidence.com forward slash membership. I can't wait to see you in there. 